Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. We are in week two of a multi-month teaching series that we're calling This Transforming Life. Transformation is at the center of our mission as a church, and we want to break down what that really looks like and how that really works to live a transforming life with God. We want to explore and experience what this life is actually really all about, how it all actually works. And this week, we're going to be looking at something that is central and essential to this life with God. We're, We're going to look at how you actually Grow. How do you grow spiritually? Just, a, just a, a quick poll I want to do for those of you who are here in the room and those worshiping online. If you're here in the room, and I ask you in a minute if this is true of you to raise your hand. If you're online, just type me in all caps in the comment if that's true of you. Uh, here, who here just who here hopes to grow in 2023? Go ahead and raise your hand if you hope to grow. Yeah, I hope so. I would. I, I, I should. I'm sorry. I should have said. I'm sorry. I should have said spiritually. Some of you who are vertically challenged. I'm sorry. I mean, this could be your year, but let's try that again. How many of you want to grow spiritually in 2023? Okay. Yes, I thought so. Yes. All of us, I believe at some level want to grow spiritually. And that's a big hope that a lot of us have, right? We hope to grow in this year. We have all kinds of hopes for our life, especially this time of year. We have lots of hopes for a new year, hopes for our life. You've probably had a lot of big hopes in your life. In fact, probably as a kid, I bet you had one, whether you would call it a hope or not. I bet you there was something when you were a kid you hoped you would be one day when you got big, when you grew up. What did you, what did you hope you would be? Do you remember when you were a kid? Think back to when you were a kid. Like, what was it that you hoped you would be when you dreamed? Like, I hope I'm this one day. Maybe for you it was, I hope to play in the NBA. Or maybe it was, I hope to be president or I hope to be a princess, whatever it may be for you. I want you to actually, because it's such good stuff to remember what we hoped we would be. I actually want you to turn to the person next to you and share that with them. And those of you who are with us online, you can just type your answer in the comment right now. What was something you hoped you would be when you grew up? All right. So everyone talk to someone, everyone turn and talk to someone. Introverts, this is like 30 seconds. You can do this. Stay with it. What did you hope you would be when you grew up one day? All right. Maybe that's stirring up some memory, some nostalgia for you. Maybe it's causing you to reassess some of your hopes and dreams for your life or where you're at today. All right, I want to share. I want to share mine. I think I can't remember if I've ever. I can't remember if I've ever shared this here before or not. Uh, when I was little, like I don't know, third, fourth grade or something like that, I had a big hope for my life. I hoped to be a Christian stuntman. Yep, that's, yeah, exactly those words. You know what a stunt man is, right? A stunt person is, they're the ones that take the punches and jump out of the planes. I was fascinated with that idea that there are people who got paid to do that. But I wasn't gonna just be any old stunt person. I would be a Christian stunt person. The stunt industry would be my ministry. And this is what happens when you grow up in church in the 80s. That's your vision for your life. That's all I had. I hoped to be that one day. And whatever it is that you actually hoped to to be when you grew up, I just have one quick follow-up question for each and every one of us. How's that working out for you? (laughs) Did you get there? Did it happen for you? Did it all come true? I know for some people, for some people it does, right? Like we've had NBA players that are part of our church. We've had Olympic athletes a part of our church. We even have a Broadway star on our staff in John Jorgensen, right? So some people, they become what they hope to be, but for the rest of us, not so much. Doesn't always 
happen that way. Why? Because, because you know that, that, that hope in and of itself is not enough to get you there. You can hope for it all you want, but hope in and of itself is just, it's not enough to get you there. And the same, the same is actually true for your spiritual life, for your spiritual growth. You, you, you can hope to be a more patient parent in 2023. You, you can hope to be more generous this year. You can hope to be more forgiving of the people who hurt you, but just because you hope it doesn't mean you'll see it. Just because you hope it doesn't mean that you'll actually be it. Why? Because hope in and of itself, hope is not a serious strategy for spiritual growth. Can we just be honest about that? Hope is not a serious strategy for your spiritual growth. Hope in God, let me be clear, yes. Hope for your growth, not so much. Hope in and of itself, it's just not enough when it comes to this transforming, growing, dynamic relationship with God. It takes something else. It requires something else of you. It requires something more. Something that I believe you actually already know and something that you actually already do in, in, in lots of different areas of your life. And I believe that God is actually inviting you to bring that practice that you have in other aspects of your life into your life with God beyond just hoping. So let me show you what I mean. It's actually, there's a passage I've never taught here at this church, so I'm excited to teach it today. It's found in the book of Hebrews chapter six. So if you're here in this room, there should be a Soul City Bible that looks just like this under your seat. Go ahead and grab it. And in the Soul City Bible, turn to page 970. That's Hebrews chapter six, 970. Those of you worshiping online, go ahead and open up a separate tab. Or if you prefer your phone, go ahead and do that. But I would love for all of us to be in this text together in Hebrews chapter six. Again, it's page 970 in the Soul City Bible, that'll kind of get you there to that part of the New Testament. Let me give you some quick context real quick as we dive into this passage on the book of Hebrews. You know, what's amazing about the book of Hebrews is we don't know who wrote it. All these years later, all these countless lives and hours that have been spent studying the scriptures, we don't even know who wrote this letter, which became a book of the Bible. But what we do know is that it is filled with deep and demanding, theologically thick and transformational teaching. And the big idea of the whole book of Hebrews is the supremacy and the centrality of Jesus. That's the big idea that this writer is trying to get across to us, the supremacy and the centrality of Jesus, how Jesus is greater than everything in our lives. And everything in our lives begins to change when we make Jesus greater than everything else. That's what they want us to get. And in Hebrews chapter six, at the beginning part of, of that chapter, it's a real challenging word about people who've experienced God's love, they've experienced God's grace, they've experienced God's comfort, God's encouragement, and they turn their back on God and how hard it is for those who turn their back on God like that to come back to God. It's a challenging kind of word. And so coming right out of that in, in Hebrews 6 verse 9 is where we're going to dive in. And I'm going to have you shout out a few words. That's something we like to do to engage with the Bible together. So I'll let you know ahead of time which word to shout out. But Hebrews chapter six, verse nine says this, even though we speak like this, that's that challenging word that I just mentioned a second ago. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of what's the word, the next word we are convinced of better things in your case. In fact, I want you to turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say better things. Go ahead, turn to the person next to you and say better things. We are convinced, friends, that there is better things, that God actually has better things in your case, things that have to do with salvation. Because why? Because God is not unjust. God doesn't change the rules. God is consistent. God is complete. He's not unjust. He will not forget the work 
that you've done, the love that you've shown him as you've helped his people and continue to help them. I think this is incredibly important, and it's not even the heart of what I want us to dive into today, but I think it's incredibly important for some of us after this last year or maybe after this last season that you need to just, maybe this is the whole reason you're here is to hear this. God has better things for you. He has better things for you. I know that may be hard for for you to believe after all that you've been through, but God has better things for you. He has not forgotten about you. He has not abandoned you. He has not turned his back on you. He sees how you are holding on. He sees how you are holding out. And he has more in store, even all after all that you've been through. Do you believe God has better things, not just good things, better things in store for your life. And he's going to always do, he'll be faithful to always do his part in bringing those promises to pass. But we get to participate by doing our part. Now, I want you to look at this. This next verse is what we're going to dive into for a second here. And I want you to think of it specifically about what we were just talking about a second ago, about how how hoping is not a serious strategy for, for spiritual growth. Look what it says in verse 11. I'm going to have you shout out the underlined all caps words, okay? So now you can see them coming. We want each of you to show the same what? The same diligence. diligence. Say it again. The same diligence. diligence to the very end. We want you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you what? So that what you? Hope. There it is. So that what you hope for may actually be fully realized. We don't want you to become lazy, but to, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised to them. Did you see that there? We don't, we just want each of you to be diligent, to show that same kind of diligence and faithfulness to the very end. We're invited to actually be diligent in what we do for our own spiritual growth in this transforming life with God. What does it mean to be diligent? I'm so glad that no one asked. Uh, Let's check with our friends Miriam Webster. This is what they say diligence is. Diligence is steady, earnest, and energetic effort, devoted and painstaking work and application to accomplish an undertaking. In other words, what the writer of Hebrews is saying here is that your diligence delivers what you hope happens. Your diligence, that painstaking, energetic, seeing it through all the way to the end, your diligence with God and all of your daily disciplines and your transformational journey with God, your diligence delivers what you hope happens for this year, what you hope happens for your life. Remember what verse 11 said, we want each of you to show that same diligence that you've had. Don't give up. Hold it to the very end so that you actually can see what you hope for become realized. Don't get lazy. Don't get sloppy. Don't give up when it actually gets hard because it will get hard. But continue to faithfully play your part in your spiritual transformation. That it's not just about who you hope to be, but it's about the habits that you put into your life to help you get there. That's what helps make it all become a reality in your life. Your habits play a big part in your spiritual formation. Very important stuff. In fact, I I, I would go as far as to say, borrowing an idea from a a fantastic author named James Clear. He wrote an incredible book called Atomic Habits. Highly recommend it. He has a phrase that he uses in that book. I'm going to take it, borrow it, and make it my own for the sake of our conversation today. And I I, I would say like this. I would say that we we don't rise to the level of our hopes. (laughs) We fall to the level of our habits. Think about that in your own life. We do not rise to the level of our hopes. Just because we hope for it doesn't mean it happens. We always consistently fall to the level of our habits, the level of your habits, the level 
of my habits. It's just true. Your, your spiritual habits have the power and potential to set the spiritual trajectory of your life. Listen, if, if, you, if you hope to be more connected to God this year, but you don't have a habit of engaging with God through prayer or through the Bible, it's going to be hard to realize that. If you hope to be more connected or more deeply connected to others, but you don't have a habit of spiritual community in your life, that's going to be tough. If you hope to have financial peace in your life, but you don't have healthy financial habits, that's going to be an uphill battle for you. Right? Why? 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 Because we don't rise to the level of our hopes, but we always fall to the level of our spiritual habits. And look, you already know this is true. You know this is true. I know this is true in so many other areas of our life. You can, you can hope to be healthier, but without those healthy habits in your life, it's just not going to happen. We had all of our students in our last gathering. I said to them, you can hope for an A, but without healthy study habits, it's going to be hard to get there outside of cheating, right? So you, you know this to be true in your life, that your, your diligence delivers what you hope happens. Now, some of you may or may not know that, so I'll just tell a little example. I'll use my own life as a little example of this principle. Some of you may or may not know that over the last nine months or so, I've really gotten into swimming. And if you follow me on, on Instagram, you probably don't know that because I'm super low-key about it, never even talk about it, hardly ever post about it. But last year on my birthday, I had this hope of being healthier over, over this last year. As I was looking out ahead, I was like, I want to be healthy. Why did I want to? Why did I hope to be healthier? Because I wanted to have the energy to be more present to my family. I was tired of being tired. I wanted to have the energy to be present to them first and foremost. I had a hope to be healthier because I want to have the endurance to do this for the long haul. I don't want to burn out on this. And so as I kind of looked at my life, I realized I have this hope to be healthier, but I have no healthy habits in place to do that. And so I don't exactly know why, but I started swimming. And I haven't swam a, more than a lap since back in my glory days when I was like 10. That's like the last time I swam a lap. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I was crushing it back then. I, I was owning lanes and taking names. But the point is, I had not really done that other than like on vacation or at the end of a water slide since then. That's really it. But I knew that if I didn't make this swimming thing a priority in my life, it would never happen. And, and, and so I just, I started swimming. I just started swimming. And I'm going to be really honest with you. It was rough at first. I didn't remember how hard swimming is. It's harder than I thought it was. And I, I still have recorded on my watch the first uh, workout, the swim workout that I did. I swam 18 laps. And one, I thought I was the greatest swimmer in the world. And two, I thought I was going to die right there. And that like God would literally take me to heaven in my swimsuit I was because I was exhausted. And it took a lot longer than I want. But it was 18 more laps than I'd swam in the last couple decades. And so I said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it again. And so two days later, I got up and I went and swam again. And then two days later, I got up and I went and swam again. And then what began to happen was the more I began to do this, the more obsessed I became with it. And I started watching all these YouTube videos on swimming. And I learned all about my catch and how to get a good catch in the water, how to have high elbow, how to keep streamlined form when I'm going, how to get a good push off the wall. I mean, I became obsessed with this. And then I bought an app to help 
track sort of my workouts and to yell at me from my wrists while I'm swimming and tell me exactly what to do so that I don't give up. And then I started, well, I had to buy the gear because of course you got to get the gear. And so I got these fins and I got these things and I got these buoys and I got all these things to help me swim. And, and then I hired a swim coach. I actually paid a person to be a swim coach to make sure that I didn't you know, drown and to make sure that I was doing it right so I could do it better. And then I even joined a master's swim program, which sounds way cooler than it is, but guess what? It is not cool at all. And there are women who are 80 years old lapping me in the master's swim club, but I still showed up. And so there I was with all of my stuff and, and became part of this habit and this rhythm in my life. In fact, I even made a little habit out of setting my gear out the night before. Before I would go to bed, I would lay my gear out at the foot of the bed just so I, when I got up in the morning, I would have to face myself and say, are you really going to do this today? Are you really going to get up at 530? Are you really going to go do this today? Because you, you made a contract. You made a deal with yourself. Are you going to do this today? And, and so what's so fun after struggling through and trying to figure this out and make this a part of a healthy habit in my life, some nine months later, this is what's so fun about the timing of this. This Friday, the one that just happened, this last Friday, I crossed over 100 miles that I've swam in the last nine months. How awesome is that? 100 miles. The 9 a.m. had more energy for that than each and every single one of you. So let's go with that recording because they, they were way more excited for me than because I'm very excited of myself. I'm very proud of myself. And I knew that I was going to be crossing over the 100-mile mark, and so I swam the furthest distance I'd ever swam before on this last Friday to mark that milestone. And listen, I know, I know, listen, I, I get it. For some of you, you, like some of you are runners. I know we have a lot of runners in our church, right? For those of you who are runners, you're like, oh, wow, 100 miles. <laughs> I warm up with 100 miles. <laughs> okay, can I just remind you that water is 800 times more dense than air? So basically, I've run like 80,000 miles in the last nine months, okay? So keep talking, okay? Because it's a big deal for me. Now, why would I tell you that whole story about that whole process in my life? Is it some thinly veiled attempt at a humble brag? No. This is a brag brag. I want you to be very clear. There's no humility in this. I put it up on the screen. This is going to live forever on the internet. I'm brag bragging right now. And also, the reason why I tell you that story is, is to illustrate what you actually already know to be true and you're already doing, you're already experiencing in your own life. It's a, it's a simple truth that, that's at the heart of Hebrews 6, which we just dove into, and it's essential to your spiritual transformation. And, and it's simply this. This is what I've learned. This is what you know. Hope gets you going, but what? Habits get you there. Hope gets you going. I mean, that, it got me excited. Okay, wow, maybe I could do this. Maybe, hope gets you going. That's a good thing. But your habits will get you there. That's what's going to get you there in your spiritual life, your transformation. It's not just the hope of who you want to be. It's the habits that you put into your daily life. And again, my hunch is, is that you hope to grow this year. You hope to be more and more of who God actually created you to be. I do not believe you would be here now at our brunch gathering. I do not believe that you would be listening to this later if you did not hope to grow. And I want you to hear me. I celebrate that. You are doing what most don't. I celebrate that. I honor that. I join with you in that hope. There's areas in my life that I hope to grow in this year. But if I can push into that hope a little bit more and encourage you that this year, what if you turned your hope into habits? What if you turned your hope for who you want to be with God into habits that actually get you there? Spiritual habits that help that hope become realized. And I want to just give you two words to think about when it comes to how to make your hopes into 
daily habits, two simple words that I believe can kind of become a, a, a rally cry for you as you think about how to incorporate this into your everyday transforming life with God. And the first word is a simple one. The first word is this, it's presence. Really important. Because you can go through all the motions and do all the things. I'm going to read my Bible for five minutes a day. I'm going to pray for this time of day. I'm going to make sure. You can do all that without God. Did you know you can do all that without God? That's called works. doesn't work. Presence. I'm in your presence, God. I'm committed to being in your presence, God. I'm bringing my full presence as I am frustrated, sad, scared, confused. I'm bringing my full presence into your presence, God. You gotta do whatever you need to do, whatever you gotta do to get into God's presence. Just like if you, if you wanna grow in your career, you know that you have to at some point actually go to work. You gotta be in the presence of the place where the things happen, right? God's telling our students, if you, if you wanna grow in, 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 in school and you wanna grow in your grades, you got to go to school at some point. You gotta be in the place. You gotta be in the presence where that happens. And the same is true of your life with God. You gotta get yourself whatever you gotta do to get into God's presence. Now, for those of you who are like, how the heck do I do that? Here's the great and encouraging news. You know what the great news is about God's presence? It's already all around you. In fact, you're already in it. In fact, you're always in it. There's never a moment that you're outside of God's presence, ever. Even your darkest moment. You're never outside of God's presence. What is lacking, as Father Roar says, what is lacking is our awareness of God's presence. So what does it look like to, to, to get into God's presence? It means you consciously committing to being with God. And that can happen anywhere. It can happen while you're brushing your teeth. It can happen while you're going to work. It can happen at work. It can happen at school. It can happen afterwards. It can happen in the evening. But it's you consciously committing, no, God, I am here as I am with you and all of who you are. It can happen through things like prayer, meditation, silence. I'm consciously committing to just acknowledging your presence, being with you. It can happen through studying and reading scripture. It can happen through worship. Maybe you felt that at times when we worship, you just feel a closer sense of God's presence in that moment. It, it can happen by doing things like this, by being a part of spiritual community and joining together like this Every week, whatever it is you have to do, you gotta get yourself into God's presence because without it, it, it just doesn't work. So as you commit yourself to God, I just wanna be present to you. I wanna acknowledge that you're here, that you're with me, and I'm here, and I'm with you. As I'm in your presence, then the next word for you is practice, practice, practice. Presence and practice. You need to actually commit to doing the things that you actually need to do to grow, to actually do it. You need to practice prayer. Practice forgiveness, practice giving, practice scripture reading. And then when you read that scripture, you practice doing what it says for you to do. This is talking about practice, practice, practice. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about practice, practice, practice. That's what some of you, thank you. That's what some of you, that's what's missing for some of us is we have these hopes and we're here, God, but we have no practice for our everyday lives. And it's that presence and practice that help your hopes actually happen. For those of you who, who've ever hoped to be, we've talked about this a lot today, but who've ever hoped to be healthy, you, you, you know that if you hope to be healthy, it's not just enough to join a gym, right? You know that. And for those of you who've joined gyms recently, well done. The entire industry thanks you and is banking on you. So well done. It's not enough to just, to just join a gym. 
It's not enough to just to get that really cute workout outfit from Lululemon. You know that one? Like you look so good in it. Like it's not just enough to get the outfit. And I know like you've been mostly wearing it to Target, but it's not just about, it's okay. It's not just about, it's not just about, about that. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's not just about watching a bunch of YouTube videos, you know, so that you have an idea about what it is, the area that you want to grow. And it's not just about listening to more sermons. It's not about any of that. You know what it's about? It's my Mr. Rogers moment right now. It's about you choosing to get up. It's about you choosing to lace up. It's about you choosing every day in your everyday life to show up. It's about you choosing to not give up. It's about you choosing that I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this my practice. I'm going to get into God's presence and I'm going to make this my practice because I want to grow and I know that hope alone is not going to get me there. So I am going to practice. The same is true of your spiritual life. You have to show up and you have to get going. You have to do it because no one will do it for you. And when it gets hard and you just, oh, it's so hard. The Bible's so confusing. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. I'm not very good at this. It's been a long time since I've done this. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. I just don't know if I have enough time. Have you seen my life? It's so busy. I just don't think I No, You keep practicing. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. You fall behind. Oh man, it's been a, it's been a day since I've prayed. It's been a week. It's been, it's maybe been a year. I'm not even sure. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. You keep practicing. You don't need to overcomplicate it. You just need to do it. Practice, 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 practice. And it may not look as cool as you want. It may not be Instagram worthy. You may not be able to pray like someone else. You may not be able to hold a note when you worship, but you are practicing, you're practicing. You're putting yourself in the presence of God and you're placing yourself in the direction that you want to grow. I'm practicing, I'm practicing, I'm practicing. And I'm gonna keep practicing. And I'm gonna keep practicing. And as you do, over time, I promise you, you will see that you are no longer who you once were. That you were actually more and more of who you hoped you would be. Or, or more to the point, you are more and more of who God created you to be. God intended you to be. Why? Because you committed to being in his presence and practicing and practicing. And I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going until this becomes a part of my life. And to help, you, to help you do that, because we all need help, right, in this. We all need support. We all need help. We're going to be launching something in the next couple of weeks, about a month or so, that we're so excited about as a church. It's called our Transformation Track. And, and what it is is just, honestly, it's a, it's a collection of courses within the context of, of community that, that help you know sort of what your next step is with God, help you know where you're at and what your next step is. And I, I, I'm so excited for us to be able to launch. This has been a dream of ours for a long time. We talk about transformation all the time. We're teaching about it over these next couple of months, but we're gonna make it as practical and intentional as possible for you to be in presence and then to practice that in your everyday life. You're gonna be hearing a lot about it over the coming weeks. I hope you're a part of it. And maybe, and maybe for you, you're like, yes, thank you. I just need the thing to go to, to sign up to. So once that comes, then I'll do it. Great. Also, there's today and tomorrow and this week. And so I wanna encourage you with maybe a little challenge, a little homework for this week to do what we've been talking about, to actually take that hope and, and make it a habit in your, your everyday life this week. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about right now, what's one specific hope you have for your life with God this year? 
And maybe you already know, it's like, man, this is it. I've already been praying about this or I've been wanting this or, or maybe this is the first time you've articulated, but what's one area you hope to grow in, you want to grow in, you know you need to grow in this year. Can you think about that? Just kind of dial that in right now. What's one area, maybe again, it's patience for you. Maybe it's forgiveness for you. Maybe it's giving for you. Maybe it's engaging God through scripture or through prayer, worship. Maybe it's making it to church regularly, whatever it is. I don't, it's yours and yours and God's. But I want you to just take that hope and think about how you can put that into a habit this week. Something that you can actually do each day or, or, or each morning or each evening or at work or, or whatever to help you get into God's presence and then to practice that thing. Get into God's presence and then practice that thing, whatever it may be. And as you're thinking about how to take this hope that you have for your growth and to make it into a habit that you can do in your everyday life, I'd encourage you to make it as clear, as attainable, like, you know, don't be like, I wanna pray for four hours. Okay, let's bring it in a little bit from there. Make it attainable. Make it actionable, something you can actually do. It's not vague. It's something like, no, I can do this for five minutes. I can do this every day. I encourage you in the same spirit, make it repeatable, something that you can do tomorrow and then the next day and the next day. And then here's what I wanna encourage you to do. I'm doing this with you when it comes to prayer and meditation. I've been sloppy in my prayer and meditation time. So I'm doing this with you. Write it down and put it in your calendar. Write it down and put it in your calendar. And if you need support, ask people for support. If you have people in the house right now, you're like, you need to not talk to me for these first 15 minutes because I'm trying to talk to God over here. Then ask for support, whatever it takes. But whatever you gotta do, I just wanna encourage you to do it, to do it. To partner with God for your spiritual growth, to make that hope that you have, a habit that you hold this week. And I'm telling you, as you do, I'm telling you, you're going to see God move and begin to grow you and things you thought you never could do or ever possible for you, you're gonna to start to see them become reality for you. They're gonna to start to become your way. And that's our hope and prayer for you, that God would use those things to grow you into all of who he created you to be. So can we do that this week? Just, we're gonna pick one, one hope, make it a habit, and we're gonna put it down and we're gonna practice it and practice it and practice it and practice it. And when we fall behind and when we mess up, I'm gonna get back, I'm gonna practice, I'm gonna practice, I'm gonna practice. So I wanna pray for us because I know that's gonna take, it's gonna take the Holy Spirit's help for, for all of us to do that. So would you stand? I wanna pray for us and then we'll wrap up our time together today. Go ahead and stand. And, and we take a posture of prayer around here where we open our hands. Sure seems fitting for a topic like this. We just open our hands up, say, God, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm available to you. And, and that's just what we wanna do. So let me pray for you. God, thank you that, that you have so much more for us than we could ever even hope for. Better things, better things, better things. And yet you invite us to participate, to partner with you in our own spiritual growth and development. Thank you, God, that we're not all on our own or it's not just something you do without us, but you partner with us for our own good and for our own growth and ultimately for your glory. And so God, I pray for every one of my brothers and sisters, my, my friends who we are in this together, that we would have a hope for our lives, have a hope for our relationship with you, but that, that we would bring it down to habits where we can practice presence, practice and presence with you this week. And God, I do pray that you would not only meet us there, but that you would take us beyond where we're at. Help us get a glimpse of greater things that you have in store for us. And God, I pray you would grow this church, grow this church, grow this church, grow us up, grow us deep, grow us wide. We pray this in your name. Amen.